Welcome, Bears fans, back to Bears Scat. Been a little while. I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. And we're uh, happy to be back. Uh, we hope everybody had a nice little break. We uh, had to step away for a little bit, but we're back now. Yeah, it's the off season. We're trying to keep recordings on a fairly regular basis, but sometimes they slip a couple days. And <laughs> let, let's be honest, you all can live without our thoughts for an extra <laughs> for an extra couple days a week. But no, they can't. Yeah, they can. <laughs> happy to be back. Um, sorry we missed the schedule release, but I think every. Woo! Every podcaster and commentator in America weighed in on that. So Holy explosion! We're gonna—it's amazing how just the schedule release has become <laughs> such an amazing thing. Like all, all these teams put out their own custom videos, and <laughs> the Bears are tweeting out videos of Kevin Warren getting the schedule, which is already more than we ever would have seen from Ted Phillips. So, shout out to the Bears for doing the Bear. Have you watched that show? No, I have not. It's a good show. Okay. Yeah, so that's where their whole, that's what their whole theme was, was the bear. I like it. Yeah. It's just amazing that the NFL can just basically pick a random day in the dead middle of the offseason and turn it into this just massive money-making production, but we're all here for it, and we're going to talk about it right now. So the Bears schedule's out. I, I typically try not to overanalyze the schedule too much. I think... Last year's a, a perfect example why I, last year when the schedule came out, I looked at it and I was like, this is a super easy schedule. And right. the, it ended up being, I think, the toughest schedule in the league in terms of opponent record. And the, yeah. and the Bears went 3-14. and 14. So. Well, you know, it, one of the things that I don't put any stock in is, is strength of schedule. Um, what I do is I look, because any team can win any Sunday. That's not that's not a theory. That's a fact. And four weeks into the season, half of the rosters are all hurt. Exactly. So there's so many factors that are there, and we got to remember all these teams are stacked now. You know, uh, parity is it has been the, the word for a decade, maybe maybe two decades. And so, you know, what what I look at closer is where you end up playing the toughest teams mm-hmm. and. The Bears always seem to get the teams that are maybe a little bit easier at home and the really tough teams on the road, and that happened again this year. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because I think the place to start is the week one matchup against the Packers. And yep. That, it, that game, I mean, I, I understand why the NFL did that. It makes perfect sense. You get a Bears team that everybody's got a lot of excitement around and you've got the Packers who are turning things over to their new quarterback. And it just totally makes sense to have that open the season. But man, I'm just already imagining what the takes are going to be coming out of that game. Because yeah. can you imagine, if, if the bears win like 30 to 14 and love looks bad and fields looks awesome. Bears fans are going to be walking around like, we're going to win the next five Super Bowls. And, it, and if the opposite happens, if, if Love walks in and beats the Bears at, at Soldier, it's going to feel so much worse than a week one loss against some other random opponent, right? Oh, so, man. Yeah. Especially if somehow Love has a better game than Fields. Like if he, if, can you imagine if he looks really good? Oh, what Bears Twitter is going to be it's like. It's going to be a nightmare. So um, <laughs> I think at that point, just... <laughs> just sh- just Why don't we all just go ahead and 
kill ourselves. Well, and it might not end up mattering. I mean, he, <laughs> they could come in and he could look great, and the Bears could still end up with a better record than the Packers. It's just one game, and one game in the NFL, especially week one, weird things happen all the time. But right. just the lead up to that game is going to be insane. I think it'll rival a couple years back when the Bears were opening their 100th season against the Packers. And oh. remember the build up and how excited everyone was. And I think the Bears scored three points in the game. Yep. So wasn't it 10 three? That sounds right. It yeah. was something like that. It's just a complete dud. And there's zero offense yeah, in that game. Yeah, that was that was the the game after Matt Nagy com- spent the entire offseason complaining about the kicker. Yep. And then after all that comes out and, and scores three points on national TV against your rival. But th- that's in the past. But the lead up to this game is going to be pretty similar. I think Bears fans are, are going to be really excited because it's finally our opportunity to maybe see the Packers have a bad quarterback. And you know that the Packers fan base is going to be pumped up because it's the start of something new. And I think they were all tired of Aaron Rodgers. And we don't know what we're going to see with Jordan Love. And obviously the Packers think he's going to be at least decent. Otherwise, I don't think they would have given over their team to him. So it's going to be a very, very, very anticipated game. Um, you, you get probably going to get the national game of the week, so you're going to get the number one broadcasting team, and the NFL is going to be promoting the game a lot, and the hot takes coming out of that one are going to be something to behold. <laughs> oh, it, it's going to be massive. Um, you know, uh, it, it's uh, you know the arguably the biggest rivalry in the NFL. Certainly is by our standards, uh, and um, one of the oldest. Uh, you know, Bears fans here or uh, out on the Twitter sphere were, you know, having little celebrations, celebratory uh, pats on the back about about number twelve moving out of the division. Uh, it's like that's not really something to get excited about. Eh, kind of. What <laughs> what what is excited to get? To, what what is the real thing to get excited about is start beating consist beating him consistently. But. Yeah, you you would have liked for the Bears to put together a team at any point that could have consistently <laughs> beaten that guy. But it, it no, I mean I, I I get you, and I agree. It's just that you know this it, this is such a big deal because we've had to bear that that burden for twenty years. Yeah, I mean. That's obviously the biggest thing uh, is, is you look at who the first game is. Every former NFL player I've ever heard says that when the schedule comes out, they look at two things. They look at week one, and then they look at when the bye is, which which is another thing I noticed with this schedule because the Bears' bye is week 12. Yeah, that's pretty late. Pretty late. And last year, I think their bye was week 13. So I don't, I don't really think that – I don't know what's up with that and – I don't love having that late bye because if you remember going into week 13 last year, the Bears were pretty beat up. I think mm-hmm. one of the games right before that was that game in the Meadowlands where everybody got hurt. Yep. So uh, another late bye isn't a great draw with this schedule. And then the big thing that everyone else has noticed is you get two Thursday night games to open this year, season, which I can't imagine they're excited for. But right. That's the new rule in the NFL. You can get multiple Thursday night games, and it, it makes sense they're going to want the Bears on there because of the TV market. But can't imagine the players and the coaching staffs particularly excited about that either. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I, I looked at when, when the schedule came out, I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, well, uh, we have to play the uh, AFC West, 
right? And um, the, the you know it's tough. The, yeah, definitely tough. But the you know arguably the two toughest teams on the schedule are the Chiefs and the Chargers, and we're on the road for both of those. So it'll be a home game in LA though. That stadium will be eighty percent Bears fans, probably. Yeah, I, I get the point. I mean, that's tough. That's tough. But in general, I, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the schedule. But I, I did notice just one thing as I was looking through this, and Biggs, I heard talking about this as well. There's a lot of really mediocre to bad quarterbacks on this schedule. There really is. Like when I was going through this, I, I was thinking, how many top ten quarterbacks? are on this schedule right now. And I think there's really only three that I could count. There's Mahomes, right. there's Herbert, and that actually might be it. And I guess depending on if Kyler Murray, Oh, Deshaun Watson with the Browns. That's yeah. the third one I'd written down. So Who played very poorly, but I would expect him to rebound. Agreed. So, so it's probably three quarterbacks that I'd consider really good. And it's all three AFC teams. So that makes me think that if, if Justin Fields can take that next step that we're all hoping he can, I think that the Bears offense could be pretty legit. And I just think that if he truly does take that next step forward and, and we see the development that we're all hoping for, then the Bears are going to have the better quarterback in a lot of these games. And a lot of times in the NFL, that's all you need to to win a game in in a given week. I mean, I think the Bears are going to be outmanned uh, in terms of the rest of the roster in a lot of these. But if you've got the better quarterback, you've got a shot. So yeah. I, I think that's one thing, and that's just more of a comment on the NFC than anything else. There's a lot of bad quarterbacking in the conference. Yeah, uh, when you do look at it, like you said, um, you know, those are the ones that stick out. Uh, a lot of question marks. Um I suppose that you could chalk up uh, Kirk Cousins. You know, he he does play pretty well in the uh, <laughs> in the regular season. Yeah, he's up there. Um, we'll see how you know if Jared Goff carries what he did uh, last year o- over to this year. But otherwise, there's a there's a lot of rough spots uh, when it comes to quarterback, and that's exactly why we saw what we did. Um, in the draft. That's why the Bears were able to trade for what they did. And, uh, you know, that's why you still saw the Texans uh, take a quarterback, uh, you know, at number two. And, uh, you, you know, your, your top three picks were, were all quarterbacks. It, 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 it's because it's the hardest position to fill. And, you know, you and I talked about multiple times how it's awesome that we went into this offseason with that one spot fixed or or uh, at least set, uh, you know, I mean, uh, there's, there's been a lot of criticism out there or there's, uh, you know, uh, you see that you see a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff on the Twitter sphere about, you know, it, this is the big test for, for, for fields. Is he the guy or isn't he? Well, you know, we both think, uh, that he certainly is the guy. And I, I think he's going to show that this year, but it, it is, it is huge to the growth of the team. Uh, if, if, if he does, um, if if he has a a season where he, he regresses, right? What does that mean? Yeah, and if he has a season like that and he's bad, then Bears are going to lose a lot of these games. Yeah, and they're going to be picking high in the draft next year, and then we're going to have to talk about whether or not 
you run it back or you, you draft a quarterback. So I, I, I just don't really think that's going to happen, though. I, I, I really think that Fields has everything in, in his makeup to be successful. And he's got the talent around him now. You can't make any more excuses about the wide receivers or the offensive line. I think both those position groups are upgraded significantly compared to where they were last year. Receivers more than the line, but the yeah. lines should still be better. And I think we're going to see that. I just think with Fields, the talent's clearly all there. The smarts seem to all be there. All the intangibles you want. I really think that now that he's gotten more around him, I think we're going to see that come through. And I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a top 10 quarterback. It would be awesome if he is. And I think that the upside is there. But I think he's going to be in the top half of the league because I just think that I believe in the talent. And you just yeah. look at some of the other names that are going to be on this list here. I mean, Baker Mayfield, Garoppolo, Derek Carr, yeah. whoever the quarterback's going to be. Et like, it's It's pretty weak. So, yeah. And that's, you know, not even including guys like Goff and Jordan Love, which kind of question marks still. So I, I think that if it shapes up where Fields kind of uh, meets our expectations – not even doesn't even have to exceed them. Just meet them, right? Just be mm-hmm. be good. Then I think this schedule sets up okay. Just because I think the conference is pretty weak, and that's kind of one thing that I just wanted to maybe level set on because I I think that a lot of people have it in their mind that the Bears like there's no way they could ever be a playoff team, right? And I just don't really think that's true when I look at this conference. Yeah, and that says more about the conference than it does about the Bears. Yeah. But I just think there's a lot of teams in the NFC that are shaping up to be mediocre to various degrees of bad. And I think it would just kind of be fun to run through them really quick. So why don't we go through, and I don't have my list complete yet, but let's just go through each team and then we'll just say quickly, like obviously better than the Bears, obviously worse than the Bears, (laughs) or or kind of in the the question mark area. So just start in the division, I think favorite for the north the lions obviously better than the bears yeah i mean they uh they should be they they've been that's one thing is everybody's acting like uh, on the on the twitter sphere everybody's acting like oh my god you know the 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 lions are gonna dominate yeah i think you're getting a little ahead of yourselves there but yeah let's, uh, um, let's see <laughs> but uh i mean they've been adding number one picks forever yeah. so yeah what was I think I read that the last time they won it was 1993. Is that right? The division? Yeah. Sounds right. (laughs) So, you know, I mean... It certainly hasn't been since I've been watching football. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, that's that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, So, you you know, yes, they they should be good. Now, as you just said, though, of course, that, you know, Jared Goff is a huge part of that. You know, was last year a fluke? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is, you know, even with his change up on things, do, do defense, this defenses this year start to key on some of the things that he did last year? Yeah. We'll have to see on that. So well, I, I'm just still, but yeah, I would still put him in the driver's seat. I think so. They've got the most talent in the division. And I just think that I'm not a huge believer in the coach yet. Last year, I, I wasn't very nice to Dan Campbell, and he had a nice year in the second half, but he also yeah. started 1-6 or something like that. So uh, until he can actually meet the high expectations. Six. Yeah, yeah, they had high expectations last year, and they got up to a brutal start and then ended up having a nice second half of the year. So 
we'll see. I think obviously better than the Bears for now, but it's also the Lions. They 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 could always implode. Right. Um, Vikings. So I, sticking in the division. Um, yeah, I don't think Minnesota did that much to improve themselves. Uh, no. I, I mean, yes, adding Jordan Addison is a nice player to add uh, to uh, fill that spot that that Thielen had. Um, of course, Thielen really wasn't that big of a factor last year anyway. Right. Uh, I just feel like the defensive side of the ball um, got mostly ignored. Uh, it looks like they have, you know, Quite a, th- uh, quite a few new personnel that will be stepping in in the secondary to help them there. Um, who's going to rush the passer? Uh, Marcus Davenport? He's going to do anything on that defense. You, you know, I, I just, I, I think that, um, uh, what's his face, the new defensive coordinator? Flores. Yeah, Flo- I, yeah Brian Flores is going to be, uh, I think he's really going to boost that team. I think that was a huge coup uh, by Queasy to... to, to to, to get him to come in. It's a nice, nice hire. Nice hire. Uh, but um, I don't, I don't see it as if the thing was, is when they made that pick, I, I, I don't see how you're looking at their roster and go, um, let me see. What do the Vikings need to win a Super Bowl? Another receiver that we only have the best one in the NFL. So we definitely need another one. Yeah. You know, the, the Vikings are on my list of teams that, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just awful. <laughs> I, I could see that too. Like, I don't think they're going to be. I think they're probably going to be about 500. Yeah. But if you looked at a lot of their metrics last year, a lot of the advanced metrics had them as a bottom 10 team. Right. And they happen to win a lot of games, which yeah. is great for them. But a lot of times that catches up to you. And yeah. it's a different season. Last year's games don't matter anymore. But if the Vikings don't, if the Vikings get a little unlucky in terms of injuries or in terms of one-score games, because they went like 11-1 and one or something yeah. in, in one-score games last year. So if that trend goes the other way this year, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if we're sitting here in December and we're looking at the Vikings and they have like five wins. I, I could see it. That That's the low end of their range of outcomes, but... Some teams, you know, going into the year, okay, unless unless everybody gets hurt, they're going to win at least eight games. That's not how I feel about this Vikings team. I, I could see this thing kind of being a bit of a disaster if things don't go their way. So if you had to say yes or no, obviously better than the Bears, I, w- I would say no. I would say no, um, or even up. Like, it would, it would yeah, it would... I'll put it this way. If the Bears finished ahead of the Vikings, I wouldn't be at all surprised. No. And that's not saying that the Bears are going to be awesome. Right. I just think the Vikings aren't very good. They're not very good. Um, Okay. Packers. So, you know, with them, it's such a hard thing to to know because nobody knows exactly how good Jordan Love is. Um, Or even has an idea how good he is, right? Uh, The fact that the Packers were able to do the repeat history somehow, use a first-round pick on a quarterback, and then let it get him to sit for three years is pretty insane that that actually happened twice. Does lightning strike a third time? Do they end up with a Hall of Fame quarterback three times in a row? Yeah. I just don't see how that can even statistically happen. But and, it, it's possible. It is, and... I don't actually know the answer to this. Is is anybody that drafted Aaron Rodgers like still there? 
Uh, probably not. I wouldn't think so. And that, that's the thing. Everyone's like, it's the Packers. It's the Packers. I'm like, yeah, but if it's different people doing it, yeah. then... But I also think that they've had three years to watch Jordan Love in practice, and if he was terrible, I would not expect that they'd be going into the year with him as their starting quarterback. Yeah. And maybe he's terrible in games. We we just don't know. It's a huge question mark. Well, and there's a big difference, too, between between Rodgers and Love in the, in the, in the college factor, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean... Rodgers was a great quarterback at Cal. I mean, there were talks about him maybe going first overall. Right. And he fell Jordan out. Love had a pretty poor career uh, in college at a very mediocre school. Yeah, so, I, I don't recall. I, I don't recall people being like, "This is definitely a a, a star prospect." Not, not at all. Not at all. And so, you know, the you know we. That factor is so huge in trying to determine how good they are, but they they do have a pretty good supporting cast. Um, is it great? Eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think their roster is probably quite a bit better than the Bears. I would put it at that right I now. I think their defense kind of disappointed last year, but I, I think that's still a pretty good group. I would put them ahead of the Bears on that side of the ball for sure. Skill positions, I, I don't know. The, I mean, the Packers, Christian Watson came on really well late. Yep. Uh, they got a couple other the kids there, Dubs and the other guy. I'm forgetting his name. So, I don't know. I think it's a pretty solid team still. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Packers find a way to win 10 games, especially in a, a mediocre conference. Uh, I'll put them ahead of the Bears for now. Still, I don't think the Bears have beaten them yet. Yeah, you can't say the Bears have beaten the Packers until they actually do it. Right. So, you got two of the three teams in the division. Lions, I'd say, obviously better. Packers, maybe a little less obviously, but they they get squatters' rights. How about that? Uh, yeah, I, I I would put them uh, like you said until uh, proven otherwise. I would put them ab- above Chicago. Okay. So then let's move to the East. Eagles. Clearly yes. better. Yeah, not even a question. Same with Dallas. Cowboys clearly better. Yeah. The Giants, you know, the Giants are interesting too because they're one of those teams, you know, Dayball did a great job last year. Yeah. We both were a little green with envy. Uh, <laughs> but, um, <Yeah. laughs> but, the, but the thing is, is that, um, uh, you know, Daniel Jones is another one of those quarterbacks that's like, the guy was not... Not kind of good, not average. He was pretty terrible before Dayball got there. Like, they, yeah, I remember the discussion. Like, even through like week like four of last year, they were like, Brian Dayball is trying to just get this guy killed, <laughs> right. right? Like, so he's just like Dayball is just hanging him out to dry because he doesn't care about him, and right? He's trying to prove that he sucks so he can move on, and then obviously something changed, and you know the message got through, but. Well, and let's not, also, we were just talking about how few good quarterbacks there really are in the NFL. So, let's not lose sight of the fact that uh, Jones was one that they were like, if we just sign him right now, and we'll we'll sign him to money up front, because I'm pretty sure he has one of those deals that, like, mm-hmm. most of it is in the first two years, and yeah. then they can dump him. You know, plus they had the the whole Saquon thing they had to deal with when it came to, when it came to the franchise tag. So 
it, it, it it's an easy sign, right? To to be like, okay, we'll just keep him because at least that way we have some kind of safety valve. Well, it's like if you get rid of him, who are you going to get the team better? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's better than right. Baker Mayfield. Some of the other quarterbacks that changed Baker Mayfield hands this this off season. So. I, I, I don't know. I, I, He's I, better than Sam Darnold. <laughs> oh, Kyle Shanahan said Sam Darnold's <laughs> franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um, I think the Giants, the big concern, I don't think that they're very good. <laughs> no, I think they're, I think they're um, you know, like last year I think they won some games that, you know, uh, they could have lost. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I wouldn't. I, you know, last year they went in, you know, nine, seven, and one. I, I would kind of think that they were around that this year. Would I put them above Chicago? I, I know one thing. I would definitely rather have Justin Fields than I would Daniel Jones. I think so. And so much of what they do relies on Saquon. Right. So they, they ran him a lot last year. I don't know if he can repeat that. I mean, he's awesome, but that's a but lot. But his of, track record is not good. Yeah, for sure. So... I definitely would not be surprised if the Bears finish ahead of the Giants. I I think the Giants are well coached, and I think that there's enough there that I think the floor is a little bit higher than like what I talked about with the Vikings a couple minutes ago. Yep. But yeah, I, I could totally see them finishing below 500. Right. So okay, I, I'm not putting them in the obviously better category, um, and I think same sort of discussion around Washington. Right. Um, you know, Washington, their D is going to be stout. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a talented roster. It really is. With no quarterback. But that's... The <laughs> again, once again, in the most important position on the team, well, I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see, but with with fields I, i'm not putting that roster ab- above chicago's simply because of the quarterback position yeah i, I tend to agree i, I think washington I, I like ron rivera i I, te- I, do too. I tend to think that with ron rivera he's gonna get to at least a 500 ish record and it's not like he's been doing that with tom brady or peyton manning and the quarterbacks in washington he's had have, have still been pretty bad when you talk about carson wentz and Taylor Heineke and Alex Smith and those guys. Wow. But just think about what you just listed. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that's a list that would uh, fit right in in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I don't think that there's really that much upside with that team unless Sam Howell is awesome, which he might be, but I, I tend to doubt it. Um, I, I think that's another team that is kind of middling, mediocre, slightly below mediocre. Wouldn't be at all surprised if they're on the wrong side of 500, even though I do really like the coaching staff and they do have a good defense, but I'm, I'm not putting them ahead of Chicago. No, Sam Howell, uh, I think he's going to have a pretty steep learning curve. Okay. Uh, 49ers, obviously better. Yeah, that's not even that's not even a question. Now, of course, they also have the quarterback issue. Um, that's so That situation at quarterback is so strange yeah. because I read that Purdy will not be ready for training it camp, but he's like been named the starter? I think it's going to be Darnold. Isn't that the plan? So it is going to be Darnold? I, I think so. That's what I thought. Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of time. I'm sure it depends on Lance and Purdy's injuries. I mean, if Lance is healthy, how do you not start uh, Exactly. <laughs> you know, but uh, 
So, well, you know, obviously, if we're just looking at roster top to bottom, we're looking at it, and the the Niners are definitely better than us when it comes to top to bottom. Yeah. But QB one, I, I'm taking I'm taking number one in in navy and orange over all those guys. I think so. And Shanahan, you can coach those guys up, and he, he's got a great team. I mean, yeah. The, the, when you got anytime you can throw Christian McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle and. <laughs> Ayuk is like your yeah. fifth option. Yeah, that that's an awesome team. But yeah. yeah, the quarterback's a big question mark, and I guess we'll see. I mean, Kyle Shanahan. They just have such a really balanced roster, too. Yeah. That's exactly the kind of team that I think Poles is picturing for us. You know, there's a good depth, uh, good balance on both sides. Uh, I think that's what we're headed towards. Agreed. Um, Seahawks? Yeah, they're better than they're, Chicago. Yeah, and um, man, Seattle uh, really scored with the uh, w- with the with the Russell deal. It, that turned out to be so huge for them. Geno Smith played way better than he has at any time in the NFL. Um, you know, Russell goes and and plays like he's a lost rookie. Uh, and uh, they get a, a boatload of picks for him. Um, so they went into the draft with, what, 10 picks, I think. Uh, uh, you know, it, 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 everything went their way. So if any team should do good this offseason, it should, it, it should be them. Um, we'll have to see uh, if Smith can do a repeat of last year. Right. I think at, I think at worst he's still... You know, better than average this year. I think so. I think certainly uh, top half of the NFC quarterback, and that's not saying that much. No, but it's it's enough. I I I think in general it's a good team. Uh, Pete Carroll, good coach. Mm -hmm. I I like Geno. I I just I think Geno is just a fun story because got drafted by a, a incompetent organization, the Jets. He then went to the Giants, who incompetent, and then I mean he's been the backup in Seattle for however many years, and he just never got out there because Russ plays pretty much every game. But when he gets his opportunity to to play like he did last year and to earn that contract, I just think really really fun, cool, like just all around good story. Um, and yeah, I, I think that team, you have to slot them ahead of the Bears. They made the playoffs last year. Definitely. I, I think they upgraded their team. I really liked them picking up uh, Smith and Jigba. Yeah. I, I think all around, just pretty, pretty solid team. Not going to win a Super Bowl, but would not be at all surprised to see them in the playoffs again. Yeah, I, I could see them push to the to the NFC Championship. Sure, if things break right for them. Right. Um, all right, so now we're going to get into the obviously worst category here, which, hey, you know what? The fact that there are teams that I think are obviously worse than the Bears, yeah. that is steady progress. That is. That is. Um, Rams, garbage. Well, yeah, you want to start with the Rams? So this is this is this, stinky garbage. Like, somebody's got to explain to me how the Rams are going to win more than, like, four games this year. They time. are a dumpster fire. So they've gotten rid of pretty much Anybody on their roster on both sides of the ball that has any speed <laughs> at all. Like, it's a slow team. They've had no draft picks. They've got 
Oh, yeah. I thought your statement was going to end with just anybody. Yeah, they've got Aaron Donald, who's awesome. They've got Cooper Cup, who's coming off injury. And their quarterback, I mean, they're running it back with Stafford, who is 40 years old and has had 19 <laughs> concussions. So th- this team could be pretty brutal. <coughs> I, like... This is a this is a top five pick in the draft next yeah. year team. I mean, yeah. I really like McVay. I, I think he's a good coach, and I, I think that might be enough to get them two or three wins. But the talent on this roster is, is just brutal. It it hurts your eyes. Yeah, and I think that starting next year they're going to start to have some of their draft picks again. So maybe the plan is just hey let's let's tank this year. And let's just have McVay throw us a bone because McVay's been talking about retirement. Yeah. And God knows why. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> if you were if you were forty years old and you were insanely good looking and you have made fifty million dollars right. already, I don't know why you'd want to still work. Uh, I mean, you could well not to not to mention there's so many things that uh, other jobs that would immediately be available. Hundred percent. Yeah, you could go sit in the booth. But anyway, <laughs> maybe they just said, "Hey, can you throw us a bone and just stick around for one more year? We're gonna go two and fifteen. Yeah, and we're gonna retire, and then the Rams can potentially draft. What would Caleb you, Williams um, or Drake May or what, what would you put uh, the over under on Stafford starts five. <laughs> I mean, how, how old? How old is he actually? Is he? I, I, I said forty, and I, I don't think that was a joke. He's sixty-four years old, and, and he's been injured. For I guess I can't say that because he won a Super Bowl two years in, ago. But in actual years or football years? He's only thirty-five. <laughs> like I said, I would have sixty-four years old. Oh man, I would have guessed at least like thirty-eight. But. Yeah, that the the thing is, is um, I mean, most people recognize that Stafford. You know, he went and got to get his Super Bowl ring. He came to a team that was pretty loaded last year. He. When he actually did play, he looked terrible. Uh, so I wouldn't expect anything different this year. In fact, you know, after being off for most of a, an entire year, he probably is going to come out looking a little pudgy. But uh, uh, and they've got no offensive line either. Yeah, I mean, it, I just I, I don't see anything for that team other than I mean, they won five games. I, I think it would be surprising if they won that many this year. If you were him, why on earth? I have no idea. Would you play? I would have no because Stafford. I I firmly believe that Matt Stafford has earned more money in NFL salary than any player in the history of the NFL. It's, I really believe that. I, he's up there. That's not even a joke. Yeah, and and the thing is, is so, it, it's, now of course he has like 42 kids, but. <laughs> well, and, and that, that I, I when I said he's got 19. I shouldn't say that, that's terrible. When I said he's got 19 concussions, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not even really an exaggeration. He had like two last year. Yeah, so, so. I, I don't know why you would want to do that either. I mean, you, You've done everything that you're going to do. Um, he, he'll probably get into the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, I, I guess it, it seems kind of silly to me that you would want to come back, especially on a team that, you, like you said, is in ha, has no one on it. Yeah, it, I mean, 
I don't know what Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald gets you besides like three wins. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a long year for them. Yeah, too bad the Bears don't play them. Um, <laughs> a, a terrible team that the Bears do play. Yeah, who might be even worse. Oh, God, they're terrible. Is the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, terrible. Uh, you know, and they they have the whole quarterback question for a completely different reason. Well, first of all, so I think this team might actually go like 1-16. in 16. <laughs> and, and I don't say that lightly because think about how bad the Bears were last year. They, they won three games, and they yeah. could have won a couple more. Yeah. It's really – it's hard. I think it's harder to go 1-16 in 16 than it is to go 16-1. and one. Probably. But the Cardinals, so first of all, Kyler's out. Yeah, because you can win some games by accident. Yeah, Kyler's out for at least, what, the first half of the year. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, they've got like a couple of other good players that sound like don't want to be there. (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins wants out. I think Buda Baker wants out. They've got no talent on the roster at all because they won three games last year. And in general, this franchise is just always stuck in the mud yeah oh and by the way i forgot about this i i've heard some some discussion on just some of the national shows there's people that think that this coach they hired jonathan gannon might just be a complete idiot (laughs) (laughs) sometimes those first impressions aren't right everybody thought nick sirianni was an idiot and everybody thought mark trustman was an idiot sometimes (laughs) sometimes you are right so and and if there was an organization that would happen to it's the cardinals because they they just are not the the things slip through the cracks there it's just it's always a mess and (laughs) if for example they start off like one in six why would you bring kyler murray back yeah i don't i don't know like first Uh, why would that wouldn't make a whole lot of why would he want to come back and then why would you bring him back? Because if you go one in 16, then you can draft Caleb Williams. Right. So you, it, can, you, can, you can be in. in, in uh, can you imagine that, though? They're <laughs> drafting another quarterback, number one overall. <laughs> well, the, I mean, it's not the worst thing for them because then they could trade Murray and probably still get a pretty nice return on that. So it's not. it wouldn't even be the worst thing for them if they won zero games next year. But, yeah, that, that's a mess. If the Rams win two games, that might be the two they play the Cardinals. And then, so, okay, so it, just looking at our schedule, um, who, who, so I would say that makes us probably, for just the NFC, I think we're probably in the top third. Yeah, I mean, we can go through the, the South pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, the Saints, I think, are probably better than the Bears. I don't think that's a very good team, but I think when you've got Derek Carr and you've got enough talent there, they're they're a big issue last they're year. They're a mixed bag, but yeah. they they you know it, it depends. Um, uh, uh, they're another team where we'll have to see what what kind of play they get because the thing is, is David you know uh, Derek Carr is one of those quarterbacks that every single year. He gets top top billing. Yeah. Uh, he gets a lot of hype about what he's going to do, and then he really doesn't do that great. This this could be a team kind of like the Vikings last year, where I could see this team winning like twelve games, and just everybody thinks they suck still. <laughs> because first of all, their, their division's really bad. They're going to get six games against a bad divisional opponent, and Superdome's a tough place to play, and Carr's decent enough that. 
I, I think this team could win a lot of games and then just lose in the first round. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you'd probably still put them ahead of the Bears. I, I think Carr is kind of in that middle tier with Cousins where, like you said, it it's always a lot of hype, and he always ends up with decent enough numbers, but you sit down and you watch him, and you just don't feel like you're watching a great quarterback. Maybe, you know, a hair above. So, yeah, I, I, I'd put them kind of in that Packers territory where probably better, but... Probably better. I also wouldn't be at all surprised if they're not that great, and I, I think they're just going to get a boost from the division. I mean, what about Carolina? <laughs> worse. <laughs> The Panthers are definitely worse. Yeah, so you know, I I, I I don't see how they don't they don't struggle in in several areas. Um, well, they're they're doing the Matt Nagy. They're going to start Andy Dalton ahead of uh, ahead, no, ahead of Bryce I, Young. I saw that just today. I don't know if they're actually going to do that. God, that will. Well, I you know the thing is is that their team though has. Has so much. I, I I think they should put the kid out there. I do too. Same you know, same thing I was saying about Justin Fields. Yeah, you know, um, you you invested a lot of resources in him. Uh, the days of uh, having your guy sit around, though, you know, so you can put in Andy Dalton. God, why? It, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, He's not going to learn anything being on the sidelines. I don't buy into the BS about, uh, you know, the veteran wisdom. Don't give me that crap. No. You know? It's the same thing that we said around Justin Fields. It's one thing when you've got a quarterback like Mahomes coming from Texas Tech. Yeah. And running the air raid. Like Bryce Young played at Alabama. He doesn't need to. He's not going to learn anything from Andy Dalton, right? Uh, anyway, that's you can go back and listen to our shows from two years ago if you want to hear more <laughs> about this. But I think the Panthers are worse than the Bears. Yeah, um, uh, Bucks I think are worse than the Bears. Yeah, I put the Bucks. Um, I you know it's like you were saying the the South, the NFC South is 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 not looking very good. You know what is interesting is uh, I'm reading around that. There's some people that are picking the Falcons as as the as the winner there. I can see it, and you know when you look at their when you look at their team, they probably look like right about now about the team that might have the most success. I think that if uh, if their quarterback's good, then they have some really talented skill position players. They've got Bijan who might step in and just have a huge impact right away. They've got Kyle Pitts. They've got Drake London. They've got Cordero Patterson. So they've got a lot of playmakers. Right. It's just Desmond Ritter is such a big question mark. Huge. And that defense is never good. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, I, I think that it wouldn't necessarily be the strangest thing to ever happen if they have a, a pretty good offense, and they can win a lot of games in that division, and maybe the Saints are just mediocre. And it wouldn't surprise me to see the Falcons win 10 games. It wouldn't surprise me to see whoever wins the NFC South have a 9-8 and eight record. No. <laughs> well, kind of just as we've gone through this now, we, we've said nice things about, like, three teams. Yeah. So... I think if if your team has a pulse in this conference, <laughs> like take however many games you think they should win and add like two. Does the team have twenty two starters? Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. I 
think about think about how bad the Bears were last year. Like, if you're better than that, which is about as low of a bar as possible, has the quarterback completed an <laughs> NFL pass? Yeah. So I mean, because here's where we landed, right? So here's who we said is like obviously better: Lions, Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, Seahawks, and then we said Packers and Saints better. Yeah. And I I, I would. Pro- Boy, the Falcons. I don't know. I, I think the Falcons I'm just not giving the benefit of the doubt to. Because they always suck. Yeah. So, it's it's there. there's games to be had in this conference. And a couple of those teams that we listed as being obviously better are, are not going to end up being obviously better. Yep. That happens every year. I mean, the Cowboys could easily implode and win six games. Because their coach is an idiot. And they have... Talented players that underachieve How's all that the time. Guy, how did that guy not lose his job? I don't know. Doesn't what is it with him? I don't know. So, well, you know, and, and also it, with the, with the Cowboys, is Dak Prescott is is he not very good anymore? I think he's if if, if he's probably still the second best quarterback in the conference. Because man, he sure didn't look like it last but, year. Yeah, he's he's another guy. He that, looked like he was the second best quarterback in that division. He's another guy that I'd put there with Cousins and Carr, which is that he always ends up with huge numbers, but at no point do you ever feel like you're watching a guy that's gonna go on a Super Bowl run. No, I I, I mean I I don't know the he 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 seemed to me to be one of the kind of players that generates some magic for you. Uh, in games to, to win games, last year he seemed very mortal. Uh, he seemed more like, uh, like you said, like one of your middle of the road guys who, if everybody around him is firing, um, it, you know he he can he can get you a win. But I, I think only a couple of times last year did he show that that that, that juice that makes him a top a, a top flight quarterback. Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, apparently the thing is because they got rid of Kellen Moore, so yep. I, I, I think Mike McCarthy now is calling the offensive Ugh. plays, and you know he wants to run the ball because if there's one thing we know about the NFL in 2023, the way to success is, <laughs> is running the ball better. So yeah, I, I, the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys are a talented team every year. That every year when you sit down and look at the rosters, you would say that the Cowboys are a top ten team. Yeah, every single year, and the number of years where they don't finish in the top ten, yeah, it happened. It feels like it happens more often than not. I mean, that was that, that was the thing with them last year. They were one of the better teams on paper in the league, and sure, they finished fifth because Philly won every game. Yeah, but they got in the playoffs, and they were did they lose in the first round? No, I think they. Yeah. no, I think they beat the bucks and then lost oh wait you're right you're right then lost to san fran yeah so congratulations all that gets you a loss to brock purdy yeah uh all right well so that's our roundup i Um, mean i would if you when you look at the the nfc uh obviously at the top you you have philadelphia and san francisco um but san francisco has that big quarterback question yeah um me to me it makes me want to put seattle over them I wouldn't hate that. I, I I'd be curious to know, like, yeah, what what the odds are on that because yeah. the other two teams in that division are, are putrid. Yeah. So it's between the two of them, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if San Francisco takes a step back because I just don't believe in the quarterbacks out there. And 
we know that when you've got a great roster but not a great quarterback, sometimes you're a little bit more volatile because if Bosa gets yes. hurt or if McCaffrey or Debo gets hurt, it's just more of an impact when you don't have that guy at quarterback to kind of keep the, the ship steady. So I think Sam Fran, you got to list them as favorites in that division. But, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Pete Carroll pulls one more rabbit out of the hat and finds a way to win that division. You know, um, Carroll, to me, is arguably the the best quarterback guru in the NFL. And it, it is it, it truly is amazing to watch what he can do, not just in the NFL, but in college he did it as well. The guys that he has taken and made look really good, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not trying to take anything from the players themselves. I'm just saying, for some reason, he could make Mark Sanchez <laughs> look really good, yeah, and Matt Leinart, <laughs> Matt Leinart, and you know Geno Smith. While he certainly uh, did, he was not set up for success. Getting you know going like you said to the Jets and the Giants, uh, but. Uh, you know, a lot of every, every team in the NFL could have had that guy, and he was the one that took him. And at 33 years old, somehow the guy has a you know pretty much a Pro Bowl year. God, Geno Smith is only two years younger than Matt Stafford. <laughs> is that right? Oh, I think that is. It might be. So one of the things we did want to touch on is uh, there's a lot of buzz. Obviously, um, you know, Bears fans, we, we we can't celebrate what we have. We got to look for the spots that we don't. Smith, so, Smith, <laughs> Smith is 32. By the way. <laughs> oh, oh, he is 32. Um, I think it'll be. Will he be 33 by the time the season starts? I, I don't know. Oh, anyway. <laughs> um, so. Uh, you know, so I was looking at uh, edge rushers. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about this. Leonard Floyd, uh, Yannick Ngaku, um, Frank Clark, uh, Clowney, uh, Justin Houston. You know, these are some of the different guy- names that are getting thrown around. Uh, Carl Lawson from the Jets. Um, you know, most of these guys, though, you look at them. They're all on the wrong side of 30. Uh, you know, they, they've, uh, most of them have had, you know, deteriorating careers. I think out of that group, um, the, if, if, if Poles looks at one of those guys, I would guess it would probably be Ngaku because he, he's still kind of young. Yeah, um, he's productive, right? Hasn't he had... <clears throat> Nine or ten sacks pretty much every year. Yeah, he has. Um, and, you know, you could just sign him for a one-year deal. Maybe Frank Clark, uh, because he's familiar with Frank Clark. However, um, the the rumor is, is that Frank Clark wants some fat cash. And I don't see that happening. Isn't Frank Clark's deal that he kind of doesn't try in the regular season yeah well you know um there's a lot of talk about that you know he's kind of one of those guys that kind of coasts a little bit but and he, then he turns it on in the playoffs which is great when you've got pat mahomes <laughs> i don't know that that's the kind of player they're looking for but of course you know the the big buzz really is around chase young uh because yeah. it does look from the outside, at least, that Washington will not keep him. Because they are, they already have, with that stacked front seven that they have, um, they have another player, Montez Sweat, that needs uh, paid next year, too. Yep. And they love that guy. Mm-hmm. 
Young, you know, is a roll of the dice because he had a great rookie year, and since then, injuries have been a problem. Uh, when he has played, he hasn't played well. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're looking at that, um, you know, what what would you think that you would want to give up? Because I, I certainly am not interested in giving up a first round pick for him. Oh no, um, man. I guess, boy, I'd want to know. I want to know more about him. Yeah. I guess it's hard to say because he hasn't really played in two years. Nope. And I don't know. It would surprise me that if... It would surprise me that Ron Rivera would want to get rid of him. Yeah. Because he kind of needs to have a good year there. Because I think he's on year five. And... I think has only made the playoffs once. So if he's has a player that talented, even if it's only for one year and he's going to get rid of him, I'd, I'd want to understand why that is. Is it purely salary cap or are there other issues with the medicals or are there other issues with the motor? I don't know, but let's assume we're getting like number two overall pick, like just, ass-kicking defensive end that would be a fit in the Iberflu system. I don't know. Third-round pick? Yeah, I mean, Maybe that's what I was thinking, too. Package a third and a fourth. I mean, he's he's an awesome talent. And if, if he's <clears throat> able to realize his potential here, then that's that's a star player. The thing is, is that... At a certain point, they're going to be up against the wall when it comes to the money part. Um, nobody was expecting them to sign uh, uh, to um, his name is escaping me the 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 defensive tackle that they just kept. Oh yeah, Payne. Yeah, they nobody was expecting them to give the big money to Payne uh, because they waited so long to do it. But then instead, they they were. They were like, we're not letting this guy go. That's crazy. Right. Uh, so at some point, it has to be a situation where they're where they're like, we can't keep everybody. And Sweat is he he has he's proven his worth there. Yeah. So do you do you bury your money in the guy that was you know the former top pick, or do you do it if, with the guy that you know has already shown that he can do it? Right. I don't, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think that without just knowing too much about him, like a, th- a third or a fourth seems about right. I would certainly be excited to see him in a Bears uniform because that's instantly the most talented player on the line. Yeah, and he, well, he, you know, the thing is, is that he would, f- he's a fit for the mold. Uh, that polls has shown that he likes, you know. <laughs> he better be. <laughs> I mean, well, obviously, if, if a player, if a talent like that isn't a fit for your mold, then you got a you got a bad <clears throat> defense. Yeah, I mean, but you know, six foot five, two hundred sixty five pounds. He's twenty four, and he literally turned twenty four a month ago. Um, so you know, I mean, this is a player uh, that you know started off really well. Seven and a half sacks, 32 solo tackles, 10 tackles for loss, 12 quarterback hits, four forced fumbles, four passes defensed, uh, had a fumble recovery, uh, a touchdown from a fumble recovery. 
that was his rookie year. Mm-hmm. You know, played started fifteen games, defensive rookie of the year, just unbelievable, right? Came in with a lot of hype and just balled out. But since then, basically nothing. Right. And so, you know, it's it and by the way, this is the end of his third season. He he's going into his fourth. Yeah, I mean, he only played what, two games last year? Yeah. And I mean, it was really more like he didn't hardly play. He, he he participated in three games. Well, that was the thing too. Is there was some weirdness last year with? It sounded like maybe some conflicting reports about whether or not he truly was ready to come back. Yep. Like people expected him back, but he wasn't back. And anytime you hear stuff like that, and it's it's exact exacerbated because it's Washington and. That organization's always just a, a train wreck, anyway. Right, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, he didn't do anything. Right. So uh, you know, he he supposedly played in nine games, started nine games in in twenty twenty one, started two games last year. Well, he did nothing in them. So uh, obviously, it, it's been a problem. You know, so he it, it, the thing is, is you're it, it's as you were just saying. No matter what, you're rolling the dice big time on it. So you can't bet that much. And that's the part I wonder about with polls is, is does he look at it and go, um, you know, I, I like I, I like the fact that he just turned 24. I like his size. I like his speed. I like his length. You know, um, we, we need an edge rusher. He's shown that he can do it. What do we bet as far as resources on that? I just kind of observing and listening to Ryan Poles. I, I would bet not much. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so either. He, he just seems like, in general, I, I think he seems fairly risk-averse. Yeah. At least at this stage. And, I mean, if you can get him for a fifth-round pick, I feel like you should. Because a fifth-round pick doesn't really cost you much. And, hey, if there's an 80% chance he comes in and does nothing... A twenty percent chance that he comes in and is great is probably worth that fifth round pick. Yeah, but as as you move further up in the draft, I just have a feeling that a he wouldn't want to risk that type of draft capital, and and b I don't know if Washington would accept it. Like like Washington doesn't really have any incentive to give him away. They're not paying him much. He's on a rookie deal, and it doesn't really hurt anybody if he's just there. Right, so I I don't know. I I just don't have high hopes for that happening, even though it, it would be exciting. They um I, I would I would go third. I think he'd yeah. be worth a third round pick. Um, you know, and that's that's in that area where uh, polls certainly wouldn't uh, be hesitant to to pull the trigger. Um, I, I think that. With the upside, we, we know that Poles likes to take players that have a, a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, you know, for all the criticism of Chase Claypool, we still don't know, you know, how uh, whether that trade was good or bad. There's not, there's not a, a, not a way to measure it at this point, right? It's incomplete. Right. And because if. Claypool comes out and even plays like he did the previous two seasons with Pittsburgh, he'll be solid, right? I mean, if he comes out and catches 50 or 60 balls, 
and you know in the 800 900 uh, yard range and and uh can be the kind of dynamic threat in the red zone that we think he can be with his size and speed you know suddenly it's like oh well maybe that was worth the 32nd pick yeah right so uh, you know i think that i think young is a lot like that you know it it certainly is going to take more uh, you know, a higher level pick to get him because, like you just said, Washington it doesn't have their back against the wall. But at a certain point, they will have to kind of look at it like, okay, we got to do something with this guy because it, we can't just have him sitting on uh, taking up money from this because his deal is still a really good size because he was second was he overall. number one overall? He was second. Oh, he's I two. think he went behind Burrow. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He uh, went behind Burrow. Well, the, I mean, and the other thing, too, it, it's kind of similar to Claypool because you just read through the list of available pass rushers, and it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So Chase Young, if he's on the market, is probably the best. I mean, he's certainly the best talent yeah. of that group um, when you're talking about. And you're talking about, like, he's eight, nine, maybe even ten years younger than some of these guys. Well, and if you just think about his his tape coming out of Ohio State. I mean, that was elite prospect level. Right? Elite. Like Bosa's, those types of guys. J.J. Watt. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, it's going to be something that's interesting to, to to see how that plays out. I, I, I would certainly not be upset because, man, the Bears' pass rush is, is still bad. And adding a player like that, if you can do it at a, a decent price, I think it's probably worth a swing. Um, we're going to see, though. It's just it's going to be a fascinating story to follow right. because there's just a lot going on with it. So we thought um, we'd end uh, with taking a look at the power rankings. A new theme song for this year. I like it. Uh, so um, <laughs> so uh, we're going to um, take a look at the new ESPN post free agent post draft rankings here. I wonder how it lines up with what we just did for the <laughs> NFC. Well, I think it's probably pretty close. Uh, number one overall is the Kansas City Chiefs. Who else would you pick, right? Uh, I mean, even with the uh, losses that they've uh, uh, seen on the roster, that 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 team is stacked, and you know you have the best quarterback in the NFL, so. Um, and Cincinnati is uh, is two. So our first NFC entrant is at number three. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the theme for this one is uh, how uh, is a player that they've added um, uh, as an as an as a most as a most improved, and that they gave that to corner for the Eagles by. Adding James Bradbury and uh, Darius Slay, and then they also uh, picked up uh, Greedy Williams and uh, drafted Keely Ringo from Georgia. So they certainly helped. And uh, well, you know, of course, the biggest news for Chicago fans, at least some of them out there, is you know they brought in Jalen Carter. Yep. Uh, Jalen Carter, you know, um, they're saying that. He couldn't have gone to a better a better team simply because he already has uh, you know the defensive tackle that he played alongside at Georgia there 
Um, and then uh, they're bringing in Nolan Smith, so he's going to have Georgia Bulldogs right next to him. That team is just stacked, man. It, it is stacked. Uh, number five, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Um, you know, they uh, brought in Javon Hargrave, uh, which obviously was a, a big upgrade, even though he's a bit older. Uh, and, you know, that brought it into a, already a, a pretty stout uh, defense, one of the better in the NFL. Um and the Cowboys uh, at seven. So let's uh, drop down to the NFC North. And our first entrant there is number 13, the Detroit Motor City Kitties. All right. So um, it, they're most improved, according to this, secondary. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I think... I guess they did sign a couple guys, right? Yeah, they they brought in Cameron Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley. Yeah. Both of those are good signings. And they brought in safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And they drafted Branch. Branch, right, yeah. from, from Alabama. So uh, that was good. I still think it was a weird thing for them that they drafted um, uh, Jack Campbell and uh, from uh, Iowa, uh, you know, off the ball middle linebacker and Jamar Gibbs as their first two picks. I realize that you want to do best player available. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm certainly happy they didn't draft Jalen Carter though. Yeah. It feels like a specifically the Gibbs pick. It feels like a pick you make when you've got everything else, which, yeah. which they don't, but I mean, he's an awesome player, so maybe it'll work out for him. Yeah. Um, this is kind of interesting to me. The Minnesota Vikings are at 14. I would definitely not put them that high. They are not a top half of the league team. Uh, I wouldn't think so either. Ah, but man, the NFC is just brutal. I don't know. That's tough. Who, who's like immediately behind them? Uh, the Steelers are immediately behind them. The Steelers are better than them. Uh, then the Patriots, Giants, Browns. Okay, so we're going. Uh, the Packers are at am, twenty. Am I missing something with the Browns? By the way, like everybody <laughs> I've heard break down the Bears' schedule is like. Ah, the Browns, that, that's an easy one to have in the back quarter. I'm like... I don't know like, why that would be. I'm like, they still have Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb and... The defense. Jason... Uh, Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett. Like, I feel like that's a team that's pretty darn good. So yeah. the fact that they're 20th is... I, I mean, maybe it's just people be, because Watson didn't play that well, but... He also wasn't playing well after sitting out for 18 months. and It's because it's the Browns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really why it is. I mean, think about it. They just always stink, no yeah. matter how good they That's are. That's true. Having having them and Pittsburgh is worse than the Vikings. That's just not right. So so where, where do you think the Bears are at? 22nd. Uh, so wait, the Browns were 20th? Yep. Bears are twenty. Let's let's go with twenty sixth. Browns were wait. Browns were eighteen. Oh okay. And so the the you're, you're close there. Twenty seven. Bears are at twenty seven. They said uh, the most improved is wide receiver. Yeah. So Bears wide receivers recorded the fewest <laughs> catches, one hundred twenty one, of any NFL wideout group last season. Upgrading the group of pass catchers around Justin Fields was Chicago's priority and led to trading the top overall pick to Carolina in a package that included wide receiver DJ Moore. The addition of a true number one to a room whose leader in 2022, 
Darnell Mooney topped out at 493 yards is what the Bears believe will help Fields take his next step. Between Moore, Mooney, Chase Claypool, Equinemius St. Brown, and rookie Tyler Scott, the Bears have a more established group of pass catchers. So, I mean, I think um, I definitely, there's no way you look at the, the wide receiver group and don't say that's improved. Oh, no, it, it for sure is. I'm just trying to so 27, so the five teams that are worse. Let, yep. me, let me guess. Cardinals. Let's see. Cardinals are 32. Rams. Uh, Rams are 25. No. I don't know how um, that is. All right, so the Colts have to be worse. Colts are 29. Texans. Texans are 31. Um, boy, who else is really bad? No Tom Brady. Uh, they, don't have, they wouldn't have the Falcons under there, would they? Bucks are at 30. Oh, Bucks. Yeah. Okay. And then who's the other one? Colts and Titans. Yeah, okay. I was going to say the Titans better be below that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, all of those make sense. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to us that uh, the Rams are at 25. Where do they have Vegas? Uh, they're in the teens, I think. Oh, boy. Um, let's see. Yeah, they're 19. They've got Vegas ahead of the Browns. Yeah. Right, this is... <laughs> no, actually right behind the Browns. Okay. Well, yeah. they, they, this is... Uh, yeah, right. I, I, there's plenty of time. It's, it's kind of a useless exercise anyway. Right. Uh, Right. Some some of the stuff in there is, is clearly wrong. Exactly. So, um, uh, let's see here. Let's see what, uh, real quick, uh, let's see what Kevin Seifert said about the Vikings. Most improved defensive coordinator. Vikings upgraded by hiring Brian Flores to replace Ed Donatello as their D.C. after playing a pass and soft scheme in 2022, resulting in the second most yardage allowed per game. At 389 yards per game. They'll shift to a more aggressive playmaking stance under Flores. Their success will hinge on whether a number of second-year players, including linebacker Brian Asamoa, along with cornerbacks Andrew Booth and Caleb Evans, can adjust to prominent roles. But the scheme and play calling will be more reliable. All right. Well, hey, there's yeah. that. Yeah, there's there's that. that. When your most improved is off the field, that's usually not a good sign. <laughs> so, so anyway, there it is uh, for our week back. Uh, we appreciate y'all uh, tuning in once again. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Um, feel free to. Let-